And what I've seen is so many of you all are afraid to give free information because you want to check the account every five minutes. And you're like, well, you know, if I tell them everything I know, then how will I get paid? And my response is like, you don't know enough. <laughs> right? So you should be leading with value all the time. And when people realize that you're not afraid to give them information and you're not afraid to share tools that will actually help them make money, they will start to spend money with you because they're like, okay, she has more to offer. Or, okay, he has more to offer. And I think that's extremely, you know, important that we focus on providing the value versus trying to hustle every time we come on three ways to grow your credit, five ways to grow your credit, two bureaus that you don't want to trust. It's like, oh my gosh. So I sell through lifestyle and through who I am. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Round of applause for Ronnie Brown! Good. Ronnie, we're here. How are you? I'm great. Y'all here? Are we good? Okay, we're good? Okay. You good? I'm good if y'all good. Man, you have been killing it for a long time now. A long time now. And for those that don't know, um, can you kind of share a little bit about your background or, you know, kind of just, you know, kind of the things that you, you uh, I guess your story and, and how you built what you built today? So where should I start? Um, I grew up in Washington, D.C. I was a teen mom. I had my first kid at 16 years old. I grew up in a crack house. And you grew I grew up in a crack house. Yeah, I did. My dad's girlfriend was a functioning addict. And um, inside of my home, you know, that was the place where her and her friends would come and do their do. And my goal growing up was to get out of there. Mm, how old were you, like, when you remember these pictures? Oh, I was uh, 15, 14, 16, you know, growing up. That was my environment every single day. But she was functioning, so. If anyone has ever lived uh, with a functioning addict, you know, they're not just always out of it, right? Like, they are great people. They're just struggling in that area. She was an amazing woman. She uh, just passed away two years ago, so God rest her soul. But, uh, yeah, that was the environment that I grew up in as a, te- as a teenager. So, but that wasn't your mother. No. No, my mom and my dad actually split when I was 13. And my mom was just like... You know, she had to do what was best for her. And I supported her in that. I'm all for women doing what is best for them. She decided um, that she wanted to go in a different direction. And she was always there. My mom would come down and see me and be with me every single weekend. She didn't want to pull me out of high school because I was really, like, not trying to go to New Jersey. That's where she went. So I was like, I ain't going to New Jersey. (laughs) So um, I stayed. And I went to high school in Washington, D.C. I graduated from Dunbar Senior High School. And uh, my journey growing up there was just growing around uh, people that were hustling. You know, I grew up in in the hood and the hood told me a lot. And I was really just determined to get out of that environment. Had my son at 16 years old. And the first thing that I did entrepreneurial wise was selling products. Yeah. And I want to I want to like kind of fast forward to where we are today. Then I'm going to go back because there's a lot to unpack in that story. Your company now. Um, you lead thousands and thousands of women specifically. For sure. And 
I really got, I really felt a, a little way because I wanted to be in your program so bad, but it was all for women. And I was, and I was like going to like make a woman, like I, I'm, telling, I'm going through this, giving my, my, my truth. I was going to make a female page and <laughs> a profile, like with an email and everything and just join it because I'm like, yo, something's happening in this organization. Something's going on. Because she'd always talk about her students and her mentees that are like really succeeding, all women. So you have, you have a couple brands, right? Girl yes. CEO and Shopper Listed? Yep. So I have a Girl CEO, um, which is now it's a media platform because we move membership community over to CEO Society. It's a joint venture with myself and uh, Kiana and Tiffany. So we actually came together to bring the community together. Yeah, that. so we have CEO Society. Um, but right now, Girl CEO is actually turning into more of my media platform. So you are going to see a lot happen with my podcast. Right now, as you all know, uh, my podcast and your podcast is probably one of the only top two black podcasts in like the top 50 in entrepreneurship. Right? Um, so, you know, I've done that just from audio. I've never recorded and done any video for my podcast. So you'll see that kind of transition over to Girl CEO. And right now I have a mentorship program. It's called the Brand Rehab. And men are not excluded anymore because I they started to be down my doors. They were like, I don't like this. You know, we want to get help too. So I'm currently working with guys. Yeah. So really, you know, just holistic, which is a plant-based uh, beauty and self-care brand. And then, of course, just me mentoring and helping entrepreneurs develop their brands and grow their communities through being their authentic selves. Gotcha, gotcha. So going back, your journey, and I don't know if you mind talking about it, you were in the network marketing space for a while. I was. Right? What happened in that space? Because I never, we never really got a chance to talk about it. You kind of just talking about your kind of disdain with the industry for a while, but you made a lot of money. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, I think, where can I start? You know, I was, when I was getting ready this morning, I was actually um, in the bathroom and I was kind of looking in the mirror and I was like talking to myself, right? As you evolve, you will start talking to yourself and you'll kind of walk yourself through your life. You'll look back over your life and how far you've come and you'll start to think like, wow. And one of the things that stood out to me today that I said to myself was every single time I've been anxious, I've always exchanged my actual value with speeding up the process, not realizing that not speeding up the process was going to be the thing that actually paid me my worth. Mm, okay, unpack, unpack that for me. You said when you um, start to try to speed up the process, mm -hmm. it dropped the value that you put on yourself. For sure. And, and what I'm really saying is that, and I, and I want everyone to listen to me carefully. Often when we are presented with opportunities, the first thing that people tell us is that if we work with them or if we partner with them or if we do business with them or whatever it is, that they will guarantee that we will be successful faster. 
And it is because they probably are going to say something like, we have the systems, we have the products, we have everything ready made for you. We have more influence than you have, and we can get you there quicker because of the influence and the systems that we have. And that sounds so promising to us because we want to skip the steps. We don't want to hire the media team. We don't want to hire uh, the camera guys. We don't want to hire the email marketers, right? But the truth is, it may take us a little longer if we actually build the things out ourselves, right? But the moment we decide to cut the corner and say, okay, just get me there. What we, what we don't realize that we're doing is we're selling ourselves shorter than if we go the long haul. The buildup is gonna take longer, but if you hire the production team, if you do the work, if you build out your brain, if you, you know, get the tech people behind you, when you do arrive, the ROI is going to probably be about 50% higher. Mm. But who wants to wait all day to become successful? And we talk about partnerships and being able to um, not have it all on yourself. Now, I went the long route, of course, but Where'd you get this realization from just being in that network marketing space? For sure. Let me give you an example. I spent about seven years selling products for someone else's company. I was getting paid 10 to 15% commission. There wasn't a year that went by that I didn't make over a million dollars a year. Okay. I had over 100,000 customers in the system from the results and the training that I had given my team and the people who were in that business with me. Um, in addition to that, I had over 30,000 sales reps who were in that business model that had came in under my leadership, right? Well, when I decided and realized that people weren't buying into the brand, they were buying into me. And I decided to walk away and everyone told me that I was crazy. They were like, oh my gosh, you, I was a number two income earner in that company out of 100,000 people. They told me it was the biggest mistake. There had never been um, a black leader that made it to that tier. They told me that I would fail. And I walked away from it all. I walked away from over six figures a month. Mm. And when I did that, I started Holistic. Also launched, had Girl CEO, but I wasn't giving Girl CEO my effort. What, what, what year are we talking about? What time frame are we talking about? This was um, actually, I left about uh, three years ago. Three years ago, I walked away from the industry. And what I didn't realize is it was actually distracting me from my full potential. Um, when I walked away from making 10 to 15% a month, making $100,000 a month, right? And then I went to start my own company, which I've only had for two years, right? And we have over, at this point, probably about 4,000 customers, right? What I make now is already blowing out of the water, blowing out of the water. I just did a partnership with American Express. Mm. I just did another partnership with T-Mobile. But 
the income within one year of walking away, my company was making seven figures. And I'm getting 100% commission and I'm employing people from my community to come on board to work with me and then giving them the information and giving them the power. And my company is black owned. Wow, amazing, amazing. So let me, let me ask y'all real quick. Is it easier to walk away from 100,000 or is it easier to walk away from a significantly less amount of money if it's, you know, some sort of, I don't know, business making $500, $1,000 a month? Which one's harder? Sometimes for people, it's the less money that's making it harder. What would you, because there's somebody holding on to something that doesn't serve them and they know it doesn't serve them. And it, it's not, they know and understand that they're not being paid their worth, what advice would you give them? No matter how much they're making right now. Well, the first thing I'm gonna say is if you've ever made six figures a month or if you're making a lot of money, you better know and understand that it's easier to walk away at, your, at the height of your career. Because with the height and with the success and the income that you're making, there's a certain level of knowledge that you have that you can actually apply to anything that you do. We often think that our success is tied to other people and companies and things of that nature. Now, they contribute, but people by people, right? And that's what people don't want you to know. They don't want you to know that people are attracted to you, your energy, your drive, your personality. That is something that a company or a brand cannot replicate they cannot do it the way you do it. People take to people. People aren't buying brands anymore. People are buying it to individuals, yeah. right? So what I would tell anyone that is like at a place where they're trying to make a big decision is understand that it may take you a little longer to reach that level of success, but the ROI is going to be 3X, 4X, 5X. I'm an investor. And if you are an investor, you have to have the same investor mindset that you would have in the stock market or the foreign exchange market, right? Or real estate, right? We talk about people gaining equity in their homes. You have to have the patience to allow that same equity, that same ROI to build up in your business. And that's what we forget. We're anxious, right? We're anxious for a success. We're hungry. We want to get to the finish line. But just rushing through that finish line is going to be the thing that shortcuts your money. So what I will say is you are capable and take your time and allow it to build up because the process is going to pay off longer than trying to skip the steps. And so we hear we hear it like um, we need to take our time and be patient. But we we need to aggressively go after our goals. Mm -hmm. How do we merge those two pieces of advice? Right. Because it's. It's from people who have been successful understand we can slow down and be patient, right? And then we're patient and we build it and it succeeds and we're telling everybody to be patient. But in the moment where it's not working out and you feel like you're giving it everything you have and I, I just don't feel like the process working in my favor, how do, how do we kind of formulate being patient but ambitious at the same time? Well, I think that's when your faith kicks in. 
you know, and I think that's a moment where you truly have to ask yourself, why am I really doing this? Am I being anxious for success because this is bigger than me? For me, I wasn't anxious. Why? Because I knew that what I was doing, it wasn't about me. I was serving people. I'm being used. This isn't about Ronnie being seen, Ronnie being front and center. This is about the lives that I'm going to impact in the process. And I've worked with thousands of entrepreneurs all over the world. And most of the time when people are just so anxious and they're running out of their patience, I have to just take them to the side. And I'm like, why are you really doing this? Right? Are you doing this because someone told you you would fail? Are you doing this because you're trying to prove your hate is wrong? Right? Are you doing this because your ex didn't believe in you and you want to show him that he missed out? Like, what is the root of this? <laughs> Did because, you go through that? Was, huh? that was just an example. No, just an example because <laughs> I work with a lot of women and I tell them all the time we can't build bitter businesses. Mm. <laughs> Unpack that for me. Building a bitter business. Often, um, as women, and even with men, when things don't work out as people, when things don't work out with people, or people don't believe in the vision that we have for ourselves, I believe that sometimes when we are in that first run, we are so pressed to show people that they were wrong, that we can do it without them, I told you so, look at me now, you know, that type of mindset. And I just personally believe that we have to constantly evaluate our, ourselves. Because one of the things that we don't know is that the seed you plant is the seed that will harvest. And if it's planted from a bitter, I'm gonna show you space, then do you think it's really gonna grow? You might have a little success, but will it really go? to the heights of the potential that it has to like really go to. No. So just checking our hearts, you know, it's not about proving a point. It's about making a difference. It's about starting a revolution, you know, helping other people. I tell people all the time, your watch, your car, your house, that's great. But when you die, how many people are going to line up at your funeral and say that this man or this woman changed my life for the better? And because of this person, generations to come will be impacted. That's real legacy, not what you have. Love your house. Love your race. Love your cars. Love your design. Great. I'm glad that you accomplished that. But who are you helping get to the next level? Ooh, by the standards of what people, your story, you are not supposed to be here. You are not supposed to be uh, leading women because what you told me was, your four, for one, your mom left, left you, 14-year-old in a crack house. You're seeing all kind of stuff. 16 years old, you have a child. You're not supposed to be here. Yeah. How has this affected you? Like, well, I, now I, I kind of want to get into the story on, you know, like where we were in that space. Because I wasn't there. Yeah. But like, what can you tell me about being in that space and how it's helped you propel? Well, let me make sure I clarify this. My mom didn't leave me. Um, my mom was a great mom to me. And I was a daddy's girl growing up. So my, my dad and I were like this. So you couldn't say nothing about my daddy because I was with my daddy 24-7. My mom and my dad were married. I grew up in that household. 
But my mom, she left and she took me with her to New Jersey. And I went through depression as a teenager. Like I was like, I don't want to be here. I want to, I don't have any friends. Let me go back home. And my mom and my dad, they coordinated where I can go back and go to school. And she would come down every weekend and be with me, um, which is, you know, my mom lives with me now. I retired my mom about seven years ago. Um, so to unpack that, I think you were asking me how I felt during that yeah. time. I didn't know. When you're young, you just want to have fun. You don't care about what's going on with your parents. You just want to hang out with your friends. You want to have a good time. Um, after I went and I stayed with my dad, my dad, he lost his mom. And my dad started to go through depression. So being in that environment, because my mom wasn't there, I realized that my dad was really battling. He was in a dark place. And what it did was it worked out in my favor. And sometimes when our backs are against the wall and we lose things and we go through things, we don't realize how God is positioning us to see things so that we can make better decisions, right? I grew up in the hood. Everyone around me was like smoking weed. You know, we were getting, they were getting drunk on Friday. You know, it was like, my friends were like, come on, let's smoke, you know, all this kind of stuff. And because of what I was seeing at home, I'm like, nah, like I'm good. Like I got to do something else. I you have to escape this. Drug abuse at the house. Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm not getting hooked on nothing but success. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because some people use that as an excuse. This is this is why I turned out this way. Going to the left, right? Like yeah. I see it, look at my environment. This is why I became this. But you saw it and said, This is why I'm not going to become this. For sure. Do you have a child at 16? I have my son at 16. And then all of my friends, their moms are like, stay away from that girl. <laughs> this is not the girl you want to be around because you're going to end up pregnant. And I was like, no, like I am going to show you. They said, oh, she's going to be on welfare. Her, you know how your, your friends, their parents use you as an example when you make one mistake in your life. Right. And they're like, look at her. If you keep hanging around with her, you're going to be just like that. And I just think that sometimes as we get older, because now I check myself, I'm a mother and my, my oldest son is 21 years old now, right? We're like so close in age and I have to check myself to make sure I'm not being that mother who forgot my shortfalls, right? So I am always giving people grace in this season because you just never know who is going to evolve into what. Because now those moms are in my DMs. Like, Ooh. I'm so proud of you. I'm starting a baking business. You know, can you give me some tips? Right? But I still help them. I still talk to them because we have to learn to treat people good all the time. Yeah. And that's what I'm learning right now. So you lead thousands of women. And you've been doing it for a long time. And I can imagine in that other company, you said you had a, you know, thousands of distributors. Were they mostly women? Men, men and women. Was the majority women? See, majority like, women. Majority women, for sure. Did you do that intentionally? Like, do you have, like, this one affinity for women? <laughs> you attract who you are. Yeah. You attract who you are. And I do have a passion for helping women because I feel like I'm a woman and I've struggled as a woman, with finding women to help me, 
when I was starting my business, it's so hard to find women. Well, it was hard for me coming up in that time. Things have changed now. When I was coming up, no one was sharing their secrets. You didn't share your secrets. You didn't share tips. You didn't share tools. You kept it a secret and you just gave those people a job to work for you. You never positioned people to be great. So I said that when I became successful, I wasn't going to be that person. I was going to put other people on and I was going to show them the blueprint and I was going to help them make money. Uh, so that was really where that came from. And I started to work with women and I was just doing it for free. I wasn't charging people for coaching. Believe it or not, I just started charging for coaching in 2018. And I made multiple millions of dollars. And I never cared to take a dollar from anyone because I just knew that the life-changing experience that they got from me, and if I helped them change their lives, they would go tell other people. I was more focused on getting the credibility than anything. Yeah. And I want to talk to the women right now um, because you know about the things that women deal with when it comes to business more than I would. Yeah. What are these things that you're seeing recurring over and over in, this, in the women that come to you for help? What are you seeing? They are not comfortable being themselves. You know, I'm doing a great job sitting up here, but y'all know, like, I'm a cursing Christian, right? <laughs> <laughs> but they are not comfortable in their own skin. Most of the time, they, they're scrolling, they find someone that they like or they look up to, and something in their spirit tells them that they are not good enough being themselves and that they have to become this person. And they go from their lingo, the way they talk, the way they look, the way they act, their personality, to we're in a, this era of duplication where we want to duplicate everyone, not realizing that our authenticity is a thing that sets us apart. People message me every day and they're like, Ronnie, how do I stand out? And I'm like, by not blending in. <laughs> mm. but you know what? It's not, and this is kind of like the, the line that we dance. The thing that I'm doing isn't working. And then I see somebody else where it looks like it's working for them. And then I want to become that. That seems logical to me. Am I tripping? That just seems logical. I'm going to do, okay, I, I'm going to, I have a story too. I'm going to start a, I'm going to start coaching women. I'm going to do like <laughs> Look at that. founder females, you know what I mean, instead of the girl CEO. You know what I mean? How do we... <laughs> How do I start to trust myself when I haven't really done anything for me to trust it? Okay, so let's break this down. The first thing is normally when we are looking at these other people, we are looking at year five, year nine, yeah, year 10. And no one talks about the fact that these people have literally spent the last decade serving that's the first word I want to say. Serving, serving, serving other people. Most of us can't humble ourselves to even serve a person. We have people who don't even know what servantship is and they feel like it's beneath them. I've, got, I've gotten to every level of success through servantship. 
I didn't go from the audience to the stage just being a boss, right? I had to help people. I had to be there for people. I had to care for people. I had to get experience. I didn't start charging people. Oh, my rate, you know, everyone's talking about the price is going up. <laughs> <laughs> price going up. Uh, inflation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stay in touch with inflation. And I'm just like, what well, is the quality of the service Ooh. going up? <laughs> is the value going up? Yeah. Is the knowledge going up? Mm. Because we're in a space where someone can sit in the audience and they'll listen long enough or they have the audio recorded one and they will literally just go around regurgitating what they've heard someone else say. And now it's like, I'm a motivational speaker, right? I, I see it all the time with ET, uh, yeah. right? I hear people, I'm scrolling online and I can hear them and they're doing a video. And the moment I hear someone say, you gotta want it. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> it's ET, yeah. right? And what we have to understand is when we duplicate people, that's all it does is make us think about the original. Yeah. Mm. So what's the first advice you give someone to start creating their original carbon copy, their, their original blueprint? Well, your original blueprint is your brand. Let me start with that. Everyone in this room has a brand, okay? How you talk, how you communicate with your audience, the value that you add, how often you show up, that is your brand. That is your flavor. Everyone DMs me, they're asking, what's the secret sauce to standing out? Well, you will stand out if you just be you. Because... No one can be you the way you are you. I have coaches that say, Ronnie, what if they steal my, my program? What if they steal my outline? What if they steal my content? They record my class. I don't care. They can't be Ronnie. They can't be David. So that's the originality. So you want to start with just being yourself. That's the first thing. You are a brand. Understand that you are a brand. The second thing you want to think about is who are you going to serve? One of the mistakes that I see a lot of my- All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. 
By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Entrepreneurs make is they don't want to leave any money on the table. Best friends, because that's why I call my people best friends. Leave some money on the table. Leave some money on the table. Everyone is not your client. Everyone is not your customer. That's good. That's and the good. reason they do it is because they want every penny. So you start offering something for everyone. I want to encourage you, have something that's not for everyone. Have an offer that everyone can afford. Be okay saying, this is actually not for you. This is for people who can afford X, Y, and Z. And when you get to that point, I cannot wait to work with you because I know it's going to be an amazing thing. Mm. You know what I want to talk about? Two things. Uh, <laughs> pandemicpreneurs mm. and this new generation of just litty, <laughs> like everybody lit, right? So we get a chance to uh, like just see because we're, you know, in certain circles. Mm. What are you seeing from kind of like the coaching space, the course space, the influencer space? What are you seeing right now? So what I'm seeing, the first thing I'm going to say is everyone became successful during the pandemic. Facts. I just want to say this, it's not something to brag about. <laughs> and the reason being is if I was stuck in my house for two summers, you know, getting funded, we got checks from the government, people have money to spend. But you have to see how people are going to respond when they can go back outside every day. Right. When, when we aren't getting stimulus checks, right? What they would spend their hard earned money on, right? Every single day. So I didn't boost myself up during that time. I knew that I had to see how the market was going to respond to me when outside opened yeah. back up. Yeah. All right, that's the first thing. For sure, because they said, I made $100,000 in a pandemic. Okay, who did? And yeah. Not who didn't, but there's so much money in the economy. And People they used that as a People were literally locked in the house and all they could do is look on their cell phones and buy. But will they feel the demand? Will they see the need in your brand when they can go freely? When things start happening outside again, are they going to log on? Is the content that valuable that they're going to log on when everything picks back up? Yeah. That's going to be the test of time. I'm seeing some people that are frantic where the thing, because it's like it's not as much money in the economy. You can tell because you'll see people offering a whole bunch of like different offers and they're chasing stuff now. We're yeah. scrambling because the thing that I was doing isn't working anymore. They're selling everything. Everything. And for me, my, my brand when it comes to coaching is not going to change. What I do is I help people develop brands, right? I help them do it in an authentic way. I help them grow it on social media and I help them scale it to a point where they have a community, where they have a product, where they're clear on their offer, that that won't change with me. You're not going to see me saying, okay, now I'm an automation coach, right? Or now I'm going to show you how to create this side hustle. I don't help people create side hustles. I help people build brands and legacies. I've always been about branding and brand development 
since I've started 11 years ago. People come to me, they're like, okay, Ronnie, I need to monetize this. I'm going to show you how to monetize your brand, build it on social media, and be yourself in the process. Nothing changes with me. And I just think that we have to really focus on what we want to be known for, but most importantly, focus on what we're actually good at. Because sometimes what we want to be known for is not what we're good at. Mm. Say that. Hold on. Say it. Say it one more time. The thing that we want to be known for isn't the thing that we're good at. Sometimes it's not. You ever, look, everyone right now, we're in a place where people want attention. So anything that's going to land you on a stage in front of a microphone, that is it. And it's rooted in childhood trauma, right? It's like the attention you didn't get from your parents. Okay. So let me get it now. Sometimes that's the case. But what I want to say is that, you know, we need to focus on our actual gift. Sometimes your gift will have you behind the scenes. And what you have to know and understand is that you're just as valuable behind the scenes as you are in front of the stage. The people who set this equipment up right here, (laughs) the people who set these cameras up, they're not up here on the stage. But without them, we wouldn't even have this stage. We wouldn't even be up here. People would not even be able to stream this. And I think that sometimes we sell ourselves short because if the boat, if we're not driving the boat, we, we won't get on it. Yeah. Wow. Have you, uh, what type of, uh, have you seen like scammers? Do you know, you've seen scammers? Are there scammers out here? <laughs> scammers outside? Listen, if you get any DM from a page that looks like me telling you that my enemies are after me, go ahead and send a thousand dollars. It's not my page. I think we all got that. I'm looking yeah, at my absolutely. friends' pages, like sending me cars. They're like, got $20,000 from Bitcoin. Click this link. I'm right. not clicking no links. <laughs> Without saying names, um, there's a lot of facades on social media and they're sure. leading people astray because we see them and we want that. But Behind the scenes, and honestly, I, I've, you know, I'm going through it for the last few months of like really digging into like taxes and your balance sheet and your profit and your net. And I'm here to tell you, there are some seven-figure entrepreneurs who grossed seven figures, but spent more than they made. So can you like can, can, can you speak to that? Because I want to bring some awareness because I, I I just really feel like there are some people that's here, that here you are going to get led astray because you're going to see somebody and you think it's real and it's not. Yeah. One of the things that I will say is if you follow me, you're going to notice a few things. The first thing is I'm not scripty, right? The second thing is I don't lead with cheese. Because when you lead with cheese and money and flesh, you only attract rats. <laughs> oh, this is good. This is good. That's yeah. it. So on my page, you might not catch me jumping out of a Lambo. You may not catch me, you know, showing you my $20,000, you know, shopping spree and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to attract the people who crave that kind of stuff. You show cheese, you attract rats. And then if you don't know it, 
when mice and rats get hungry, they eat each other. Oh. So be careful who we're marketing to with that particular lifestyle. Everything that we do online is rooted in energy and who you attract. If you're showing and flashing money, and I'm going to be very transparent. When I was in the direct sales industry, I was taught to lead and, and show that stuff. And they will put it out there if you don't put it out there, right? They will show your income. They will put your income out there. And, and let me just say this disclaimer. If you don't ever contradict yourself in life, you're never growing. So if you don't go back on your word or you don't clean up mistakes from your past and publicly mm. have the guts to say that you made mistakes in life and you did some things wrong, that means that there is no growth happening. If you don't contradict yourself, you're not evolving, yeah, right? 100%. But leading with that type of marketing taught me so much. I had people that were attracted to me based on what I could solely just do and what they wanted and the lifestyle. And those people aren't around anymore. I don't want that. I, wanna, I want people who care about how I feel, how I'm doing, not how's your business going. Don't ask me what I do. Ask me how I'm doing. Mm. So you have to be careful how you're marketing because you attract that energy. If I'm showing you stuff, I'm, I'm showing you what's most important to me. So if you follow my page, you're going to see that what's most important to me is a legacy. My children being there to help people and answer questions. I'm, I'm going to go buy myself things here and there, but my, that's not what my page is going to be rooted in. I'm not doing all that. I'm more focused on helping my people evolve and gain financial independence through ownership and freedom. That's what it's rooted in. So 100%, just be careful, you guys. Right now, we're looking at a lot of smoke and flames. People don't have accountants. People don't have bookkeepers. Right. They owe the IRS. They don't even they haven't paid their taxes like we have to. For me, it is more important for me to teach the young black culture the importance of having clean books, the importance of having a business that is set up the right way, the importance of having W-2 employees. Right. My children work for me. My children get paychecks from me. And they're my kids. They get pay stubs. They have W-2s. The people who work for me, they're employed by me, right? And that's really important uh, for not only just me, but for all of us to be able to put people in our community in positions to earn and to grow at the same time. So don't get fooled by the social media stuff. It's nothing to rent a car. It's nothing to rent an Airbnb. When I see people with all that stuff, I just think liability, liability, <laughs> overhead, 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 right? And I don't really have anything to prove. You get to a point in your life, David, where you no longer have to prove anything to anybody, right? I'm good. I'm just trying to get smarter right now. I just want more knowledge. I want knowledge more than I want stuff. Mm. 
And what I found is the stuff comes with knowledge. That part. You get smarter with it. And then you make smarter purchases. Yeah. Investments. Yeah. Wow. I... And I'm, I'm honestly, like the last, probably the last year, year and a half, I've really been um, taking it seriously. I mean, it was early, I want to say early last year, where um, I actually brought on some, it was like an acting CFO. Like I'm early, because I, I brought it on, because I, I know how to make the money, but eventually... You have to like really get smart with the money. And when I have conversations with people like Ronnie, that people understand like true business, it's not how do we put a funnel together? It's mm-hmm. not how we bring them in. It's how do we how do we build a foundation that we can build on top of? And this is the kind of conversation that we're having. So y'all need to follow more accountants yeah. on Instagram. And another thing that I would just say is a lot of people are going into the coaching industry right now. But one of the things that I would encourage is to build an actual functioning business that you can show people that your business is functional and running and you're experiencing success in it as a coach. Because we have a lot of coaches with no businesses outside of coaching right now. And coaching is their only business. But coaching someone and selling a product is two different things. Getting people to buy a product every month that you have to sit there and it has to be shipped and sent to their homes, you have to really understand that that is different from motivating someone and guiding them through business. You have to have gone through that to really teach it. Can you move this product? I see a lot of people saying, hey, you know, let's go on this trip to wherever and we're going to help you find a vendor. And it's like, how much is the trip? $5,000. Ten thousand dollars to go on this trip to get my connect to get my vendor. Well, the first thing that I think is, well, who the heck is going to teach them how to move this product? Because they just charged somebody ten k to get the plug, but the secret is not the plug. The secret is how to build the community to sell the product. That's a fact. That's a fact. Hold on. Speaking of community, um, I don't know many people that do it better than you in terms of building a community. Thank of people, you, David. Uh, you know, like people who really truly believe in the starter of the community. You know what I mean? Like where they trust you and what you're saying. How do you start to build that community? Because we, anybody here in a coaching space where you're looking to build a community, you want a group, or you look at the morning meetup and you're like, yo, I would love to have that, and which you can. So I, my, my goal is to have you do that, okay? Just full transparency. If you ask me how to build a community, I will give you the answer. Because like Ronnie said, you're not me. And there's some people who won't rock with me to only rock with you. So. Yeah. I want to know how you have built such a loyal following where you'll maybe leave a company, you come to another one, and they follow you, even if they're making money. And then you have your own organization now. Like, what are some of the keys to building a strong community? This is probably one of my favorite things to talk about, honestly. Because I believe that in order to sell any product, you need to have a relationship with your audience. Any product, any service. You want to have a relationship with your audience and you're going to need to have a relationship with your audience to do that because marketing is changing, right? People aren't buying brands, they're buying people. Now, 
let's get into the nitty gritty with it, right? Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. Let's go. The, the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Try The Morning Meetup today for just $1. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. The first thing is selling a product and building a community is just like dating. It's just like dating. Ladies, if he's not calling consistency, if, if he's not calling consistently, what's the first thing y'all gonna say? He ain't the one. He playing games. Some of y'all just, he busy. Nah, he gonna call me, he busy. <laughs> and, he, and he never calls, right? <laughs> he might call you here and there, right? If he's calling you here and there, he lacks consistency. And he's probably not the one. And if he's calling you on a here and there basis and he's not consistent, you're going to say he's not the one. And ultimately, you're not going to what? Trust him. Now, this is the same thing with you all not being consistent with your social media. Mm -hmm. Not being consistent with you showing up for your brain. You have to date your audience. You have to show up for them. You have to talk. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Talk to them. What makes you think that they are going to trust you? The number one thing that you have to do to build a community is gain trust. And the only way we gain trust with our potential customers or our customers is through consistency. And that is when the trust is established. After you start dating a man, ladies, or a woman, gentlemen, if she is consistently calling you, 
She is consistently available for you. She is consistently providing solutions to your problems. What will happen? Your guard will come down. You begin to buy into her. You begin to trust her. And what we have to understand is that if we're posting on social media and we post on February the 20th, and then no one sees us again till March 25th, you a little sketchy in my book, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because if you're not consistent with showing up, how do I know that you're actually going to ship my product? Mm. How do I know that if I sign up for your coaching program, that you're actually going to be there on that Wednesday night Zoom at 9 p.m.? You get ghosts too much for me. I don't feel safe. This is the same way that your audience feels. And then what happens in a relationship after a person begins to trust you? They begin to open up with you. And then we have a moment of transparency. And when we are transparent, that's when we realize that there's relatability in the room. But we cannot establish a relationship or a connection if we are not able to be transparent, okay? And when we are transparent with each other, we realize that we have something in common. Every single one of you all in this room right now, you're attracting our audience based on something you shared out of transparency. Let me give you an example. Most of the people who follow me are moms because I'm a mom. Most of the people who follow me have worked a nine, to f a nine to five and they're trying to transition out of corporate America to become an owner. And that's because I've shared a story. When you're dating someone, you begin to share stories. You begin to be transparent. You realize that there's relatability and then you trust. Now, when we say, how do we continue to get them to buy from us? Well, once trust is established in a business, people will continue to buy anything that we offer. Why? Because we would rather get it from someone that we already trust than to take the risk of experiencing disappointment with someone that we do not have the relationship with. And I'll give you a really good example, David. I remember when we first met and David was... No, I, whoa. Don't do that. David was selling t-shirts. I remember you were selling the t-shirts. And David loved people so much that David was willing to, he was coaching. Y'all got it. You know, y'all missed out. But David was coaching for like $50 oh, in a, sure. a session, right? Mm -hmm. Because David has always been passionate about people. The same way that Neo came up on the stage, shout out to Neo. He uh, said that he was one of the first supporters of you, Right. Someone else in the audience who was at that raised their hand and said they had knew David from the beginning. She's probably supported almost everything. Sleepless nights, sure. night, everything that you've done, your supporters will follow you because they trust you and they would rather go with you versus taking the risk to do business with someone they don't know. That's right. That's right. Wow. And that, that kind of, uh, that example is like so spot on because there are some people where they show up online and when they're posting, it's to sell you something. That's and that's all. what I, that's why I, 
I, I like I like the way you build because it's not like every time I get there, it's almost like the guy that called and is he always call it like twelve thirty at night. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anytime I see you, you want something from me. Yeah. And I think some of us do that too. Like it's always you might sell credit, but every time you come on, okay, three things about credit. Da 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 da. Click the link in my bio and I'll help you. And you can't establish trust that way. And, and let me just go just a bit deeper on that. It's corny. <laughs> it's corny and it's very robotic. And no one wants to be sold to. Everyone will be sold to, but not everyone wants to be sold to. And you have to learn how to sell to people without making it seem like a sale. Right. There is a psychology that is connected to this. And what I've seen is so many of you all are afraid to give free information because you want to check the account every five minutes. And you're like, well, you know, if I tell them everything I know, then how will I get paid? Mm -hmm. And my response is like, you don't know enough. <laughs> right. So you should be leading with value all the time. And when people realize that you're not afraid to give them information and you're not afraid to share tools that will actually help them make money, they will start to spend money with you because they're like, OK, she has more to offer or OK, he has more to offer. And I think that's extremely you know, important that we focus on providing the value versus trying to hustle every time we come on three ways to grow your credit, five ways to grow your credit, two bureaus that you don't want to trust. It's like, oh my gosh. So I sell through lifestyle and through who I am. And I've heard that you share my page with some of your students. Like y'all need to watch her, Absolutely. right? Because one of your students, she's in my program. She's like, yeah, David be showing you as an example. And it's, I want people to know that I'm a human being. Every time I come on live, I don't want to talk about business every single time. Sometimes I just want to laugh and like have a good time. And I want you to buy into me because once people buy into you, you can market anything. Yeah, I love that. Can we clap that up? I hope y'all like understand what she's really been talking about for the last 40 minutes or so, because this is gold. This is gold. Like, really, we got, you guys are killing your community by always trying to sell something and not trying to give more than what they they were promised. Like, so that's why we're all here. I didn't promise y'all this, did I, when you signed up? I didn't say that. But I, I truly, truly believe in community. And hopefully, your audience will see that you truly believe in the stuff that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I 100% believe that... Ronnie really cares for women that were in the position that she was once in. I truly believe it. Not because she says it, but because she shows it. So have anybody been following Ronnie for a minute? She's been showing it for a long time now? Good stuff. I don't, it would be selfish because I do got some more questions. Oh, real quick. We'll take some questions, okay? All right. Um, how you get the partnership with American Express? Let me just tell you, they just hit me up. Really? And they said, we love what you're doing. We see your brand. And we would love to partner with you on Shop Small um, Saturday. And I was like, it's crazy. And I got in there and Jesus Christ, American Express customers are different. 
<laughs> different. And let me just say this. One of the biggest things I learned from that was it's so important to get in front of different audiences because they were, it was insane. I have so many more relationships that were built from those customers. Like some of them own Airbnbs and they want to put my products in their Airbnbs. Mm. Like it was insane. And now we actually have a partnership with T-Mobile right now. So how you do that? How you, they hit me up too. And let me, let, hold on, the people who did the partnership <laughs> with American Express, they came back and said, we may have another opportunity for you. Uh, Showfields, shout out to Showfields. They like, we may have another opportunity for you um, with T-Mobile. And that's why when I got the partnership with American Express, we were shipping those products out quick. Like I was mm -hmm. in there. I wanted exceptional customer service. I was picking up the phone, calling the customers. Everything was being delivered on time. That stuff matters. People watch that and then they'll make referrals based on how good and effective you are with running your business. Can you put me in a group chat with Showfields? Sure. <laughs> All the way lit. Okay, let's get let's get some questions up, man. Let's get some questions up. Where are we gonna start? Right here. Hi, Ronnie. My name is Mikey. I coach Mikey on Instagram, I run the volleyball club, and I also do public speaking. My question is, will you come and speak to my young ladies, right? That I mentor and coach in volleyball, and what would it take to book you to come to St. Louis? To mm. to she so was the B word. It's the booking for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you would just need to email media at girl. So she has an event coming up and she wants to book. Say book. Book. Ronnie. To come through. I led with that too. I didn't say, yo, sis, can you come down to LA and talk to my people? I was like, I got this budget and this is what I'm going to give you. Because I, I think maybe she'd have came out of love, especially because she'd been just trying to tell me to come set up her podcast equipment. <laughs> She's like, I'm about to put you on a plane and come set up. I was like, all right, I got you. No problem. But um, yes. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Media, Media at girlceoinc.com. The person who's going to respond to that email is uh, Shannon Stevens, and she'll give you all the information. Thank you so much. You're good, welcome. Good. Let's do it. Hello, Ronnie and Dave. Thank you for having this whole situation going on. I really appreciate it. And Ronnie, I've been following you because I lost both of my sisters. So when I listen to you, we're like having a conversation. Even though you can't see my face, but we're having a conversation. And I really take that to heart. But you mentioned something about being in the background. You know, so many people look at us being in the background like, ah, y'all don't mean too much. And sometimes I believe in that, like, oh, well, I used to believe in that, like, oh, I don't mean that much. But now I'm starting to realize that not only do people watch you from a distance, from afar, but they come up to you and be like, oh, I remember you from somewhere. And I would never know that. But my question to you is, how do you turn being in the background into financial success? Because right now I'm just building community. Like I've been building community forever and I love building community. Like the money part isn't top notch to me. It's, it's, the, it's the relationships and stuff like that. But how do you turn it into something? Well, the biggest thing is how you see yourself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the things that we experience mentally are based on the lies that our subconscious minds tell ourselves that are false. That's the first thing. The second thing I want to say is being in the background is so lit. It's so lit. 
And I believe that the, the more successful you become, the more you begin to value not having and even wanting to be seen or known. Mm-hmm. It's like you work to be seen and then once you get there, you work to disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more low key now. <laughs> I'm in the house. I'm burning my candles. I'm just chilling. I'm on my computer. I'm taking courses. I'm not really trying to come outside like that anymore. And if I do come outside, like it has to be worth it for me. So the first thing you have to do is focus on what you're telling yourself. What is your subconscious mind saying to you? And I think that that starts with what you're feeding yourself. Mm -hmm. And I would say your morning routine is key with how you see yourself every single day. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I meditate. I read audio books. I just got this cool app called Headway and it reads books to me, summarizes them to me in 15 minutes or less because I am a CEO. I go to the gym. I work out, right? But throughout that time, I'm telling myself good things. I'm focused on my mind. I'm telling myself that people need what I have. I'm telling myself that I am valuable in the marketplace. I'm working on my body. I'm getting in shape. I'm looking good. And when I look good, like I feel good, you know, I'm like, damn, you look good. <laughs> like, oh, you smart. Oh, you just finished that class. Oh, that book, you know, and I'm just feeding myself. So you have to understand that you're kind of like a silent assassin. The next thing is successful entrepreneurs, we love people like you. You know, it's nothing that I love more than a person who is great that doesn't care to be seen or known. Because in this industry, people want to work for you and they have gifts, but they're clout chasing. Mm -hmm. So the person who ain't really trying to be seen, they're just like, oh, I'm so good at this. You are going to want to promote that person. You're going to want to put that person out there like, oh, you need to work with this person. They real low key, but they lit. You got to check this person out. Like, that's how it is when you're silent. David, how many people are like low key, but you know they a beast? Oh, 100%. And, and you refer those people out because Absolutely. they ain't really trying to be all in the front of the camera. Remember the joke who's like, you know, Diddy gonna be in every video, he gonna <laughs> right, be in every right, commercial. Right. Like we don't really want that. We want the person that's really focused on executing. David has actually referred um, me to so many people. A few of them right here in this oh, audience. Oh, let me tell you the story too. <laughs> so I was not seeing 3D, we rock, rock with 3D, but um, he just came to an event and shot something and sent me a video. I was like, oh, dope little recap video. That was lit. So I'm talking to Rodney. She's like, yo, I, I'm having the hardest time finding somebody to shoot my podcast. And what's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. 
Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on social proof podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket and in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal i was about i was about to call somebody i was about to call somebody but i literally thought about the video that 3d sent me Mm. I, I was literally about to call this guy. Like he's he's like he's expensive, but he good. I was about to call him, but I was like, man, let me hit 3D real quick because it wasn't like he was like, yo, I'm about to see this video, man. And yo, just if you know anybody needs to work, let me know. It was just like, yo, I I did it. He didn't ask for nothing. He just sent it. Mm. So when Ronnie said, yo, I got some paper for somebody, I just called 3D. Simple. Easy. He wasn't trying to be all lit. It'd be some, I don't know. And now they're my media team. 100%. Yep. Like I hired them on as my media team, flying them down to DC every month. Like it's only up from there. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, like I said, y'all be afraid to do free services or just do little things to show people that you're good at what what you do. But it can literally be the plug to the next relationship. Absolutely. Yo, Joey, you know, he does the, the, yo, literally, and I'm telling you, when you get around somebody who like truly cares for you, 
They want you to go make money. Literally, I cannot think of one person who works with me consistently that it hasn't made other money from somebody else. For sure. I can't think of nobody. Joe? I was trying to steal Joe. Chris? So I'll be talking to Joe nice. <laughs> Joe was like, I was thinking about I it. Smooth it out. Yo, this NBA, NBA star, uh, retired NBA star hit me like, yo, I need to do a podcast. Send him to Joe. He got a $5,000 contract monthly. Yeah. Hey, hey. But did the value go up? Did the value go up? Did the quality go up? Make sure y'all quote me on that. You missed early. You missed early. Make sure y'all quote me on that. Go for it. Nice, nice. Well, thank you both. Thank you both. This man blesses me every single day. God is good. And he's still giving it out. $3.95 mm. a day mm. for what it costs in the morning meetup. That's re it's re I feel like I'm stealing everything. <laughs> but, but don't, we don't need to go up. <laughs> but the quality is going up though. You know what I mean? I'll just, no? Okay. We don't need to go up. On that. My question is, uh, I've been in network marketing for 20 years and got my chops really developed thick skin and uh, in services, earning residual income. But I've been pulled, feeling pulled away from that. But I've developed such relationships and I've been questioning, have I done enough in that space? I'm helping people right now as a coach and I know it is my superpower. No question about it. Uh, from sports and everything else, I've been doing it a very long time. Never charging. And I've gotten to the place feeling about myself, knowing my value. And so I'm questioning it, should I still, is it, is it time to transition or have I done enough in that space? Because what you talk about the high level results, high level results, because there's no better training ground than network marketing, I believe. Are you in a leadership position in your company? I am, but there are two positions higher. Only two? Only two. Okay, so let me ask you this. Why don't you trust yourself? Hmm. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Is she like, they in front of people? Like, look at that. Why are you doing me like this? <laughs> you, you came up here to ask me a question, so I'm gonna ask you. Why don't you trust yourself? You have this thing called intuition. You have this gut feeling. You understand the divine timing. You know that you're providing results. Why are you constantly questioning yourself? Leap. Hmm. If you can do it for someone else, you can do it for yourself. Yes. You've proved yes. the results are there. What else yes. do you need? Do you need somebody to drop out the sky? Right. What do you need? No. I just need, you know, just grown talk talk. This is it. <laughs> Appreciate you. Thank you. And let me, let me also tell you this. Go ahead and start the coaching program. Because once you start it, they're going to cancel your account anyway. So just go ahead and finish. They're going to cancel you out. <laughs> I did because of the morning meetup. Because I am one of the many morning meetup millionaires. To come. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. I believe you. But like he said, you gotta have a course or a podcast. 
I said, I don't want to be on the video, so I'm gonna start. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna move with my course, and I just moved. And one of my one of one of my clients, because of that, literally is sitting on a billion dollar idea. I'm not gonna drop names. She can drop her own name if she chooses to, but she was sitting on a billion dollar idea. Helped her get clear, and she's the authority in the morning meetup in her space because of it. Yeah, get that it. on video. I love it. Absolutely. Get that on video. Get that testimony on video. Thank Good you. Stuff. Um, thank you, Dave. Thank you, Ronnie. You guys are a blessing. My name is Rashida, also known as Sheeta Three on IG. I go, I go you live. You always say it like that. Sheeta Three every time. Okay, like See, that. they know. That's a Three. Three. <laughs> Gotta emphasize it. My other tagline is another day, another live. I've been going live for over since October 30th, um, every single day. So that consistency you was talking to, uh, talking about, it really, really spoke to me because I do it every day. Another day, another live, live, live. All right. So my question is, I say that too. My question is, so this all happened. And honestly, I, I would say I, would, I didn't plan it. I didn't plan on going live every day. I didn't plan on it. It was stuff I did anyway. Like I like I live my life on points and miles. I'm a middle school math teacher, so like certain things I didn't plan. But I would talk about it, and everybody just be like, "Yo, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? How do you continue to build the brand when you didn't plan it?" Because I remember saying myself last year, "I don't want to have a course." And then everybody's like, yo, why don't you have a course? And I'm like, I don't want to be pushed into it either. I want to do authentically, which is what I do when I go live. But how do you know, like, when it's time to, like, build a personal brand? Got it. So, Rock, she, (laughs) (laughs) you are already building your personal brand. You are your brand. And the truth is none of us know what the heck we're doing. We're just going every single day. When we wake up, you don't know what your brand is going to develop into 10 years from now. When I first started selling products on social media, I didn't understand or know that my gift was helping people actually develop brands, helping them doing it, do it in an authentic way, helping them tell their stories more effectively to just attract their audience and grow their community. But as I grew myself, I continue to develop and then attract those type of people. What I want to share with you is I want you to focus less on, you know, what your brand is supposed to be and all of that, the next destination, and just focus on adding value where you are and continuing to educate yourself. And as you educate yourself, you will be able to deliver things to people, right? One of the things that I tell my kids all the time is don't focus on what you're supposed to do. Focus on figuring out what you don't want and what you don't like to do. Because once you figure out what you don't want to do and what you don't enjoy doing, you'll have so much more clarity on your actual purpose. We do the opposite. Women and men message me all day. How do I find my purpose? How do I find my purpose? How do I find my purpose? I'm like, don't focus on your purpose. Figure out what you hate. Because that's going to be the thing that you're going to walk away. You're going to be like, this is it. I don't like doing this. Right? Once you realize what you don't like to do, then you're going to get clear right now. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 32. That's okay. Listen, we are in the stage where we are getting into that self-awareness stage. In your 30s, you become self-aware. I got to a place where I'm like, I don't want to be out here hustling and bustling, right? I want to create a brand that shows people that you can simplify your life and make a lot of money without doing a lot of work. That is the lifestyle that I want. I don't want to be on live 24-7. A lot has changed with my brand because you can also water down your brand by being available too much. If you're everywhere all the time at every event 
on live every minute of the day, you can water down your brand. So you want to make sure that people know and feel like it's a privilege to have access to you. So go on live, go on live. That's great. But limit your time and limit the access because you don't want to create a life design of this person is always available. Because if you don't put boundaries in place with your audience, people will begin to develop the audacity. Mm. Y'all, y'all familiar with the audacity? Mm, come on. <laughs> the, audacity, the audacity. Yeah. The like audacity is when you out with your daughter on her birthday and they like in your inbox, like you ain't go live today. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it's my daughter's birthday. And they're like, well, you said every day you show up for your audience. <laughs> <laughs> so continue to build your brand. You're always building your brand. You are your brand. There is no, listen, everyone in here, how do I build a brand? There is no secret formula. The minute you start asking how, you're faking it. Do with it what you will, okay? I could have the debate. I could have the debate. I could have the debate. What? Let's end it. I told them they need to figure out how they're going to get to their destination. And now they're just... I, is this your coach? <laughs> so, first off, let's have it. I asked, I asked Ronnie how she built the brand online and how she built the community. Did she tell you how? Yes. Which means <laughs> it's not just happenstance. She is intentional. Am I right? I'm intentional, but I flow. I'm not trying to figure out how I do anything. I'm just doing it. I'm showing up as myself. The moment I start writing down what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it, what this is going to be, it's not natural for me anymore. I feel fake. I feel forced. And I stop operating as my authentic self. I'm operating as someone else. I just want to flow. I don't have a motivational word every day because God doesn't give me something every day. He gives it to me here and there. Yeah. Got you to see Marla. That's three. That's three people that said that. And they had said. Okay. Next question. <laughs> thank you. My mother says to be blessed is to be a blessing. And thank you guys for being a blessing to us. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. We're running out of time. We have to. Yes, we are running out of time. Okay, I'm, I'm going to get y'all two, and then y'all two, okay? Let them yes, go, David. Four, huh? Let them go. Huh? Let them answer, ask their questions. I'm good. We got to leave with the question to make seconds. it quick. 60 seconds. I tried. Y'all, y'all don't, yo, see, I don't know. I be feeling heat from this side. I want to hang out, okay? Let's go. Yes, yes, you know, I appreciate that. Lead with your question. No story. Question. One minute per person. All right. One minute. Okay. Thank you. My name is Victoria and I am an um, innovation angel. I help people find and understand and implement products around innovation. And my question really is about what you said. You said that, you know, people are looking at folks 10 years out, you know, you all both have tons of time in the game. 
what's your discipline? What what are the things that you do that you that are that's like the salad of your life? You didn't really like it at first, but you know it's good for you. What are the things that you're saying to yourself at year one, at year <laughs> what two, is the salad of three? Your life? That was hard. Now that was hard. All right. So everything um, for me is about routine. Right. And I think that the faster you develop a routine for your life, the more successful you're going to be. Mm. Right. So some of you all, you wake up every day and I pray that everyone brushes their teeth when they wake up in the morning. That's the first thing. (laughs) But you have to get to the point where you wake up every day. And the first thing you think is, how am I going to connect with my audience today? How am I going to add value? Right. How am I going to meet my goal, my sales goal today? That is the routine. So for most people, the biggest struggle that a lot of entrepreneurs are having right now is balancing running a business and actually showing up on social media. Because it's like, okay, I got to run the company. I've got to create content. But I'm not really at the place where I can afford to outsource that yet, right? So you have to, cre- you have to make creating your content and connecting with your audience. It has to be a part of your routine. You ever go out with, to dinner with somebody and as soon as the food comes? Bam, they whip out the phone. They're like, let me get this picture. Or they're documenting. And I've had people around me and they've said, man, it's just like you're used to doing this. It's a part of your daily routine. So create your routine. Whatever area that you're struggling with, incorporate that into your daily activity and turn that into a habit. And there's no stopping you from there. There it is. your question? All right, my name is Bunduk. I run a digital marketing agency and I run a clothing brand. So my question is for, especially for entrepreneurs in this room, transitioning from that intermediate phase, working towards becoming more of a premium brand. What are some of the things that you should take into account when it comes to that? And then for me as a man, how can I help empower the women around me to also elevate? Okay, so let's start with it. Let's start with how you can empower women around you. The first thing that you can do to empower women is empower men. Mm. Right now, black men need empowerment. Black women have a lot of empowerment, but we have to stop forgetting about the black man. Because he is, he is the root, he is the leader, he is the king in the home, he is all of those things. And I just feel like right now with the media and what's going on, I feel like my spirit is telling me that black men are intentionally being undermined, undervalued, and left out. Sure. To the point that the men are more interested in empowering the women than their own brothers. So the first thing I want you to do is men need community. Men need a safe space. Men need a place where they can share their struggles and not be looked at as weak. Right. Men need community. Men need a hub. Start with the man, because there are so many men who needed men who didn't have men. They didn't have fathers. They didn't have those things and they need empowerment. So I will start there. The second thing, what was the second question about the company? Oh, just 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 simply transitioning from an intermediate to a premium brand. What type type of things they should take into consideration? I personally think that you'll have um, more success with media. Is that what you said? Media, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the reason being is, you know, selling to a person is harder. No, you said transitioning from an intermediate brand. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. To a premium brand. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. I think that a few things uh, are going to determine that, okay? The first thing is, is the quality of the brand premium, right? It's like some people go from selling T-shirts from $10 to $50, but the they still getting it from the same vendor, right? That's the first thing. The second thing is the quality of the marketing. Does it look, does it appear to be quality, right? We can tell when someone shot something with an iPhone and someone in, investing in a red camera, there's a difference. So just make sure that when we start using words like premium, that the product and the service actually matches that. And then people will feel like, you know, they they will actually get something when they invest that kind of money. Thank you very much. What's up? What are we doing? I'm saying, listen, I'm sorry. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I love you. We got to wrap this up. So, Ronnie, can you stay up 15 minutes extra? On sure. On the side somewhere. Don't you like guests like that, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up. We get it. We appreciate okay. you. Thank you, Javon. All right, so, okay, so this is what we'll do. In the lobby. She's been in the lobby. Yep, so, everybody, make a line outside and we're going to wrap this up. Thank you. How about we do this? How about we do this? Oh, one, two, three, don't get back in line. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Maybe they can go in one room and ask Ronnie their questions. How about yep. that? And, and they stood in line. I don't know. I just want to hear the answers. Y'all, okay, y'all can ask the questions. You got to make an executive decision on that day. I'm not making it. You don't understand, man. They just. <laughs> They're just doing their job. They waited. Okay, all right. So look, we, we do got a you got a, um, you got so an idea. Everybody, we need a microphone. So this is what gonna do. Those with a question upstairs, go upstairs, and what's gonna happen is we'll uh, Ronnie will go upstairs on the elevator. You all meet Ronnie upstairs. Those who have questions, you can ask. Hold on, real quick. Um, what time is um? That's why we're wrapping. You have announcements. Yeah. So you what's the announcement? Tell me what the announcement. What's the announcement first? The announcement the is announcement. we need to wrap this up. Say it again? We need to wrap this up. Why? Because we're on a time limit. Unless you want to pay some more money. What time do we got to be out here? He don't care. about. He got money, y'all, so he don't care. What time <laughs> we got? We got to swap the room over. Ten more minutes. I don't care. I ain't scared. I was shot. Don't scare me. Ten more minutes. Let's get these questions answered. I, I, I ain't scared of y'all. Let's go. Ten more minutes. Sit down, Joe. <laughs> Shoot. You gotta make an executive decision sometime, right? Yeah, you're right. And I'm about to make the executive decision. Uh-uh. No. To make the best of the 10 minutes, my question is. Yes. Okay, yes. so let me say Let's this. Before I answer any more questions, everyone needs to get out their phones right now. And y'all need to text being a part of the morning meetup has been the best investment that I ever made. Go enroll now. And then I'll finish. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. We got 10 minutes. I'm not scared of you. I don't. I know. I know. I know, I know. 
Okay. I know. I know. My name is Jasmine. Yeah. I'm from Chicago. I own a I own the only high-end luxury pet service. I own the only high-end luxury pet service in Chicago. The question is how do, what characteristics does a business need to have for you to invest in them? So, two failed businesses. Mm. I think about that. I heard that what? Nah, that was lit. <laughs> yeah, two failed businesses. Businesses, if people haven't failed before, I don't want to work with them. Um, I want to know that they've experienced failure. I need to know that they can come back from failure. And I need to know that they know how to rebuild anything again from scratch. There it is. Good. Wrap it up. Ellen. My name is Ellen Parker. My question is, what is one thing we need to do? Because as billionaires to be, we need to execute. What is one thing you want us or need us to do to execute towards our dream? Like an action. Maybe something you do that moved the needle. You need to promote yourself every single day. Me merci. Every single day in every single place you go. Thank you, ma'am. There it is. Good. Hi, Ronnie. Um, I'm having extreme difficulty being authentic, being myself, because I'm so used to having this mask on. Talk to your younger self, but talk to me and others who may need this to be their authentic self. Just going back to what you were saying, can you please just give me something? I need it for my soul. Step down. Step down. Step back. This is not your season to be an expert. This is not your time to be in the front. You need to heal. You need to find out who you are and where you are in your life before you can pour into anyone. Your cup is empty right now. You are having self-discovery issues. You don't know who you are right now. And you are nothing until you find yourself. Your time is coming, but right now you are not in a good space to pour. I need you to sit back consume some stuff that's going to help lift you up and don't be anxious to be an expert in anything right now. Mm. Hi, I'm Jasmine Ohin. So my question is, how did you compartmentalize always being open, but being selectively transparent with others? I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't want to play that game where where I'm only sharing parts of me and I got to like you know hold back on myself. I 100% me, my shortcomings, my battles. I don't care and that's it. And hopefully people learn from them and that's just I'm just me. I don't want to have to be selective and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to tiptoe around people. I love hey. it. Thank you. My name is Samaya and I'm the owner of the Swedish Gems Candles. I want to know how to basically get myself out there and become the biggest candle company in the world, but not use my face. Yeah, so the first thing that I sense, because like one of my gifts is being able to pick up on energy. You don't have confidence in yourself. I can tell, I can tell that you are struggling with your confidence. And you need to not be that way because you're beautiful. Let me start with that. You're beautiful and there's no need for you to hide. I don't care if you're socially awkward because that's what I sense from you. Am I right? Mm -hmm. There's a socially, <laughs> there's a socially awkward tribe for you. All right. And give me that candle. I'm going to burn it and put it on my Instagram for you tonight. Come on. I love it. Thank you.
follow you all the time. I love you. Amazing. Beautiful. Hi, my name is Terika. I have a black business app. My question is, how would you go about promoting your um, a black business app without being politicky all the time? You mean like keep saying you're a black business, a black business <laughs> app? Absolutely, yes. Okay, can we just keep it real? Like, right. no, it's like, how do you leave without keep saying, I'm a black business, I'm black business, I'm black business. You focus on excellence and the solutions that your company and brand solves that other apps do not solve. The second thing is you need to get your audience off of social media. And that's for everybody in here that's in the room. We are waiting for people to log on. You have to get their phone numbers and their emails so that you can have contact and go straight to them. And then you need to be creating a community that's worth having. You know, uh, Kanye West. He just created the STEM, right? It's called STEM, right? Well, they, he created a discord for everyone who actually purchased that product. I purchased it. I meant it. Community is key right now. So getting your audience off of social media and creating environments that stimulate their minds and make them want to check in and then focusing on the problems that you all solve that other apps in your area do not solve. That is good stuff. Good stuff. Hello, I'm Latasha Push, author of The King's Mindset, a 31-day affirmation journal. And I've been in ML, MLM companies. So when it comes to your company, how do you choose, like, what products to create? Like, do you have a system for that? Yeah, so for me, I actually have Girl CEO, and we actually had planners. That was one of my, my first product in Girl CEO was the Girl CEO planner. I created that product in 2017. Um, one of the things that I would say is that if that is something that is dear to your heart, then to stay with products that are dear to your heart, but also understand from a business perspective, um, you have to make sure that whatever it is that you're selling is worth it as far as shipping. Because I have a lot of clients that I work with when it comes to like developing their brands, they're shipping heavy weighted products and shipping is almost at, at the price of $10 now. So one of the things that I would suggest for you is to also get into like digital downloads and digital planners and digital journals and things of that nature. So I select things based on the need that I see, right? A lot of people are I'm struggling with being consistent on social media. Right now on my website, we have like a social media um, daily agenda where you can map out your content it's like a content planner. So look at what people need and look at what you're good at and then monetize that. Thank you. Good you're stuff. welcome. Good stuff. Yeah, so my name is Nawan, owner of Strivers Life. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe a lot of your core values are like love, legacy, elevation. Would you be willing to partner with another brand that holds the same core values? So for me, I don't do right now. I'm not doing partnerships with people I don't have genuine relationships with. Right. Mm. Uh, I believe that we are exchanging energy. Right. Um, I am focused right now. My blinders are on. I used to be one of those people that I would just do things because people would say, you know, you need to do it. It's going to be money in that. But right now I really need to lock into what I'm doing because I don't want to do a lot of stuff. Um, I've created a life for me now where I want to be with my kids. I don't want to be hustling all these different businesses. So right now, I just started a company. I don't have any more. I don't have the capacity. I'm also getting to a place in my life where I'm learning to say no, right? But what I would do is if you want to send me something, I would share it with the world, right? Just like I'm going to share her candle. But say you know, I could just take a partnership with someone. No, like 
I, I would be lying if I, if I was to say that. I need to know that we have the same values and I need to know how you act when you get money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, that's true. Right. I appreciate it. Good stuff. Who said I don't have any money? <laughs> but I mean, like, when you get something yeah. I've learned is like when people become successful, you have to see how they how they do business. 100%. Facts. For sure. Absolutely. Facts. Cool. I, I want to get to you last, but we, we do got to uh, wrap it uh, right now. But I want us to close it out. Have y'all enjoyed this? Yes. And Marlon, sit down because you know I wasn't coming. That was the third person. I just said, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, this has been uh, just a phenomenal conversation. And I really love your perspective. I love your authenticity. Um, I learn a lot from you on a regular basis. Thank you, um, David. I think I need to call you and tell you when I steal stuff from you more. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't worry. I be seeing what she's doing. I like, I like how you doing your community like your that. students. Your that. students tell me. And I'm like, oh, I love David. They're like, yeah, David showed your page today. He was like, look at her. Absolutely. <laughs> you are the blueprint. So I want to say thank you. Uh, one question. Um, what do you see? Is there something huge that you want to accomplish or something that you see yourself doing in the next five years so that I can look at this video five years from today and say, yo, Ronnie said she was going to do that five years ago. Look today. So the first thing is that Girl CEO is transitioning to be one of the biggest media brands that will interview women CEOs and men as well on all of this crap that went wrong in in entrepreneurship. We're going to be a TV show, and I'm believing that we are going to interview CEOs from all over the globe, and we're going to talk about more than money. We're going to talk about transparency, shortcomings, um, embarrassing moments, broke moments, starting over, all the stuff that people really don't talk about. Family, um, being burnt out, falling out of love with what you do, all of those things. So that's the first thing. Um, The second thing is Holistic is going to be one of the biggest plant-based skincare and self-care brands that you've ever seen. We are going to have some of the most uh, products that get just, they're going to be all over the world, but they are just going to empower women to get back to taking care of themselves again. We are in a space right now where I'm seeing so many women focused on being millionaires and making all this money. And what's scaring me is uh, women not taking care of themselves and women not having the bandwidth to go take care of their homes and their men, and their units. So I want to encourage balance and women getting back to loving on themselves. So I am predicting that Holistic is going to be a huge movement that is much more than just products. It's going to be a feeling. It's going to be a reminder. Um, And the show, the TV show that's going to happen is going to break a lot of chains for people who are feeling like they're they're behind and they're not where they're supposed to be. And it's going to free a lot of people and it's going to be a big deal. I love it. I love it. Do we support her? These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. 
They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.